0: Whoops, we rolled these back up. President Donald J. Trump.
1: And I'm about to talk to him
0: about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. So we're back with our good friend and colleague, one of the masters of the universe, uh, Rob Cunningham. Thanks for joining us, Rob.
1: <laughs> Master of the universe, man, that's a that's, uh, you're going to lose
0: your audience fast. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've had a lot of discussions on the new financial system that's emerging and the old one that is dying. And there are a lot of things we need to talk about today. But let's start with the interconnectivity issue that you mentioned prior to us going live uh, with, you know, the, some of the Middle Eastern conflicts and, and what the risks are there and the opportunities going forward.
1: Yeah, uh, Todd, it seems to me that we're getting to such an epic point of conflict, of resolution one way or the other, and the threats, the bombs, the the desperate need for those in power to generate another war mechanism mm-hmm. to create the excuse or the technical legality in their mind is to print money because yeah. they, they're in a liquidity crisis. So one of the places that they really are doing their best, their dead level best for a cover story is to create conflict in the Middle East. The, the whole, uh, the Red Sea area, Iran, mm-hmm. specifically, they want to make mm-hmm. Iran the boogeyman because they're done with Ukraine. Now they're done with, you know, or are not done, but, you know, the whole Gaza area and Israel. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to try to flame up the band in the Middle East. Well, you really can begin to think about who really has the power in all this situation, who's desperate, who's grasping at straws, who are making threats without really thinking through the consequences. Yeah. One of the storylines I was reading today where the Houthis, you know, we're talking about if the United States or the UK bombs one more airport in the Middle East, they'll cut a fiber optic cable that connects all of Europe, the Middle East and Africa. Yeah. And we don't have a financial system strong enough to take that kind of a blow. If we want this system that's already insolvent, where we're borrowing a trillion dollars every two or three months in order to pay the interest on the 34 trillion, and yeah. then the market goes down and all of it goes dark, um, it'll it can create a, a quickly create an every man for themselves kind of an issue. Um, so that's just one data point. And I think you mentioned as well, Todd, you know, other things that are, mm-hmm. we're on the precipice. We just had Saudi Arabia two days ago formally join BRICS. You know, what are the implications of the petrodollar? Do, does a nation like Saudi Arabia need two payment rail systems, SWIFT and a BRIC system? I mean, so many of these nations are trying to get away from the SWIFT system that's controlled by the Bank of International Settlements because of what America did to Russia. I mean,
0: yeah. yeah, and now they're talking about uh, literally seizing bonds that are owned by Russian bondholders.
1: Um, not so. only that, in defiance of the vote, the Congress, the United States said, you can't, we're not, we're not authorizing another dollar for the Ukraine proxy war mm-hmm. in Russia. So the Biden administration is going, not only did we seize or did we freeze Russian assets, $300 billion. Now we're going to steal those $300 billion and send 60 or 70 billion of Russian stolen funds to Ukraine to fight Russia. Which I
0: mean, will be laundered and, you know, a good chunk of it come back to American politicians and the DNC matrix to, you know, destroy the Republic.
1: It's a hundred percent proxy war. It's a money yeah. laundering operation. It's desperation. They're not thinking this through. And I think what the, re- the the listeners ought to take away Todd is that we're at the brink of insolvency mm-hmm. and they're desperately trying to do everything they possibly can to, to make the, to keep the facade that everything's fine. The economy's strong vote for Biden. They're doing everything they possibly can to keep the wheels on the bus in the next 10 months before the election. And it, I I like to call this the Truman Show in reverse, you know.
0: I completely agree with you. I mean, you have, um, I see people that talk about politics like it's the 1990s. Like, well, I think Biden's a couple points ahead. And I think Trump, you know, we don't want a third party, all this garbage. None of that is even relevant anymore. Amen. So it's just a theater. And and people that don't realize that, I'm shocked that they're, you know, I think, you know, critically thinking people, but they can't think in this manner.
1: Well this this
0: let me get rid of that. Sorry.
1: Go ahead. Know, Todd, this lesson that we're learning that we're all experiencing right now is you know what, six thousand years old? It's biblical. I mean it's about follow the money. It's about yeah, it's about what do we worship? Do we worship principles or prophets? You know, prosperity or peace. And do we want all the riches of the world in the hands of 2% of the people? Or do we want distributed wealth among all the people closest to where wealth is created? And it's that whole love of money is the root of all evil and power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, we're really at that 110 year apex of absolute power corrupting absolutely the world over. And it's falling apart. It shouldn't be difficult. You don't have to have a finance degree to understand that if you and I, my wife and I, let's say we made $80,000 a year. And we had $9 million in debt. You know, we're looking to borrow some more money and go on mm-hmm. vacations and buy a new, a new Mercedes. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't make 80 grand and have $9 million in debt and then act like nothing's wrong. Uh, you just can't do it.
0: Yeah. It's collapsing and they want to, Build the control system before it collapses, and so that's the struggle. Let's let's move to this Ethereum issue you brought to my attention. Uh, and I asked to be honest, I don't know anything about it. Can you explain what happened?
1: Sure, sure. There is a uh, there's a lot of talk and a lot of uh, obvious buzz about cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Bitcoin ETFs. Ripple, the lawsuit with the SEC versus Ripple, what is cryptocurrency? What does that even mean? Is it digital money? Is it the mark of the beast? Is it the new technology savior that's going to keep us, you know, that that's going to fix a lot of the problems that we're seeing on a geopolitical realm around the world? Mm-hmm. Well, the second biggest cryptocurrency project is Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Ethereum Foundation um, is a kind of a smart contract payments system, sort of a value system that is supposed to be decentralized. It is not. It's supposed to be transparent and it is not. Hmm. We're supposed to know who the investors are in it. And we do not. It has zero legal clarity among any institution, not the Congress, not the CFTC, not the SEC, not FINRA, no one has given any legal clarity to any cryptocurrency project of the 40,000 that are out there in America, except for one, XRP. Mm -hmm. It cost them $200 million to get legal clarity in two and a half years of lawfare from Gary Gensler, who happened to be the guy that wrote the check to the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff when he was the CFO of the Hillary for Clinton, you know, president Mm -hmm. campaign. And he came from Goldman Sachs and he's now the head of the CFTC. I mean, this SEC. Well, the smoke around Ethereum is that the investors, the original Genesis block of Ethereum is a Chinese CCP controlled blockchain company. Mm -hmm. And the Genesis block that issued its initial tokens to Vitalik Buterin, who happens to be a Swiss-Russian citizen, Yeah, and Joseph Lubin, who's a Canadian citizen, and Jamie Dimon's investment with all the Chinese infiltration and co-investing with J.P. Morgan, and Bill Henman, who was at the SEC at the time, who was in charge of the Alibaba IPO, mm-hmm. is profiting off of relationships he has while he was supposed to stand down from his law firm while he was serving in government. He ignored his own compliance officers, the SEC, continued to make $15 million over three years while working for the SEC. And he was the lead dog suing Ripple just before Christmas in 2021 uh, or 2020 because Ripple was basically a threat to the Ethereum network. So what we have is an entity with huge whales that are undisclosed, foreign investment, foreign investment entanglement with CCP, Switzerland citizens, Canadian citizens, Jamie Dimon, the SEC regulators. You've got a guy that the SEC that's playing footsies with George Soros and Sam Bankman-Fried and mm-hmm. FTX and, and and meeting with all of these people. And, you know, the guy from FTX blowing kisses to Maxine Waters after sending all of that money, you know, to politicians in the 2022 election. This guy at the SEC loves Jamie Dimon, loves Ethereum. Can't see any problems with anything that they're doing with all their foreign entanglements, and wants to destroy Ripple and XRP that has a thousand employees and is distributed in 40 or 50 different central banks and, and a thousand different financial institutions around the world. And it's the only project in an executive order by Trump, the only you know mentioned in 13772. It's the only one that has legal clarity and is being utilized the world over.
0: So there's a couple issues I saw this week. One that there was a hack of the his Ripple CEO's account, right? For like 130 million. That's, and then but that yeah, was at the exchange. It wasn't exactly, so
1: exactly correct. It's it's being misconstrued. Yeah was someone had unauthorized access. That could be a custodian. That could be an ex-wife. That could be a girlfriend. That could mm-hmm. be anything. And it happened on an exchange or a wallet, not on a Ripple network.
0: Yeah, okay? right. you understand that. Yeah,
1: It's important that people understand that there's the, the cabal, the system, the network news, the media, the Wall Street boys, the Jamie Diamonds, the Federal Reserve, the big banks that are trying to engineer a digital prison system for us with social mm-hmm. credit scores and mm-hmm. you know turning our money on and off and programmable money folks that's not ripple that's not xrp that's yeah. that's ethereum <laughs> you know that's all these other networks that want to have an engineered social credit score programmable money and money that if you don't spend in 30 days you lose it and all of the things that they're trying to say are horrible about cryptocurrency are indeed horrible about the projects the government is in bed with.
0: Yes. So the, the other thing was that if what you're saying is correct, that, the, that Ethereum is, you know, a CCP operation, perhaps that's why they want to try to erase the blockchain so that nobody knows the past.
1: Correct. They're going through the last two or three weeks. They are deleting transactions that show a hack that took place uh, about six years ago or seven years ago. All roads lead back to the original founders of mm-hmm. who was responsible for that hack. And it was mm-hmm. one of the greatest heists in cryptocurrency. And now they're going back. The purpose, so that your audience understands, Todd, the purpose of blockchain is transparency and accountability and immutability on a ledger.
0: Yeah, distribution. What, yeah, What that yeah.
1: means is, is look, to, to make it really simple, think of it as nothing but an accounting system. Mm -hmm. A financial management system. And every 10 minutes, there's a block of 10 minute times that sequentially transactions or anything of value that trade from point A to point B is recorded after 140 or 150 nodes from around the world have validated both parties on both ends of the transaction, the nature of the transaction, the legality of the transaction, and recorded that transaction on a ledger. That happens in sequential 10 minute blocks of time. Mm -hmm. And then there's a hashtag on either one of those segments, if you will. So think of it as a capsule. And in that 10 minutes, everything that ever took place around the world in a time sequential manner is there for a thousand years. And it's searchable. And it's not there's not two sets of books or four sets of books or Hillary's books and the government's books and the private. It's there. Because transparency and accountability benefits the entire world. Okay, uh, some guy Bill Heming gave a speech one time and gave a, a Ethereum free pass. And as a position, he he very in, in a very slimy way went out and made a speech about how he felt Ethereum was sufficiently decentralized. That's like saying your wife is sufficiently pregnant. Yeah. She either is or she isn't. Right. It's a waffle word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ethereum, the founders of Ethereum are in bed with JP Morgan. JP Morgan was at the Genesis block before the main net went live. JP Morgan was an investor with Ethereum. Mm-hmm. JP Morgan also went to the Ripple headquarters with about 18 executives in 2018 and offered to buy them. And Ripple said no. And from that time forward, they have been persona non grata and enemy number one of the deep state uh, from the banking system. And so any and all news about Ripple is negative or omitted or out of context or nefarious. And the ones that are in bed with the Federal Reserve, the CCP, Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan are the Ethereum group.
0: I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a Certified Portfolio Manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo.
1: So, if you look up, if anyone would like to learn more about this, the simple hashtag ETHGATE, hashtag ETH, which is the symbol, that's the coin, if you will, the currency on the Ethereum blockchain network, just like XRP mm-hmm. is the coin on the Ripple network, okay, on the XRP ledger. So, hashtag ETHGATE, there's a whistleblower, Todd. That these guys tried to come after and gave him a Trump treatment, said so they'd never see his kids again. Here's two legal pads. Here's about a hundred names. Spill the beans on everybody you know. Tell us everything that you know. He was one of the early founders of ETHGate. They tried to put him in prison and, and basically bankrupt him because they realized he wasn't playing their game and he wasn't gonna stay in bed with them. And, and mm-hmm. his name is Steven Neroff. And Stephen is now counter suing the SEC, the CFTC, all of these groups involved in coming after him and trying to destroy him. Right. They didn't kill him. And now he knows where all the bodies are. He was a co-founder. He advised Vitalik Buterin. He advised Joseph Lubin. He worked at the very, he was like one of the first three or four people at Ethereum. He knows everything about this Hmm. network and he's their worst nightmare. So, Long story short, the Hail Mary Pass, that the cabal, if you will, the, the Federal Reserve, the powers that be, the not, the NGOs from the Bank of International Settlements down, they all realize, Todd, that as America goes, so goes the world right, well, from a financial standpoint. And they need a network that they can control that is sufficiently decentralized, which means it's not decentralized at all. Right, And there's ways to do profiteering. There's ways to profit off of war. There's ways to do things that are hidden from the public. There's ways to do things that keep them in control.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that's what they're looking for. They want any solution other than one that fully embraces distributed ledger technology with full transparency and accountability. Because think about this, Todd, if we're going to a world where instead of having you know, 12 central banks, we're going to have 195 sovereign treasuries. Well, mm-hmm. none of these countries are going to trust each other. We're going to have to have a trustless, interoperable system where, where it's not just what you tell me you have, Todd. I need to know how much currency you have in circulation, how much gold you have in your treasury. If I can validate those two things, I'll do business with you. In my 20, I'll trade for your 20, my gold for your, your oil, you know, right. whatever the case may be. But the only way a level playing field and interoperability works is if there's a trustless system of verification where all players can go, hey, I like, I mean, do we think Saudi Arabia trusts Russia or Russia trusts China, or China trusts Brazil or anybody trusts Washington, D.C.? This cannot operate on a I promise to pay you. I'm a politician. I'm good for it. We can't go to that system again. So, That's the beauty of cryptocurrency and distributed ledger technology that allows 24-7 365 visibility from all parties to determine whether they want to do transactions back and forth. Instead of having to go from my bank account to a of central bank to the Atlanta Fed to the JP Morgan Swift system back to Bank of America into your bank account. And, and pay all,
0: everybody all along the way.
1: And everybody <laughs> along the way. Why do I have to have nine values, nine hops in my yeah. payment from me to you when I could just send it straight to you? Because look, we've got people that we had a lady speak at the Davos World Economic Conference last week that said payments is a fundamental human right. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to pay you any way I want in any way I is necessary. You want to cut my hair? I can give you a duck. I can give you an egg. I can give you gold. I can give you mm-hmm. a dime. I can give you a dollar. I can babysit for the the for how I pay you and you pay me is a fundamental human right. Unless they just want to control us.
0: Well, it's funny you said we. They really want another option. It's kind of like Ukraine, right? Well, our southern border is being invaded. We're, we're currencies collapsing. Yeah, but we got to get that eighty billion to Ukraine. Anything you bring up, well, if you give us the eighty billion for Ukraine, then we'll do it. They got to have that for some reason, right? It's the same as what you're talking about. They got to have this control system. So once you see that, you can't really unsee it, right?
1: It is the beast system, Todd. I mean, as as much as we want to talk about it, if anyone's that's familiar with the scriptures, anyone that reads the system and worries about, oh my God, they're going to put a chip. No. The B system has been here a long time. This mm-hmm. is it. You want to turn on your water. You got to pay for it. Flip on a light switch. You got to pay for it. You want to eat. You got to pay for it. You want to drive your car, get gas, get insurance, be on the roof, whatever it is that you want to do. Every single thing has got a meter, a cost an expense to it. <coughs> Money is on our forehead all the time. We're thinking about it all the time. We're transacting. Mm-hmm. you know, the B system is, well, they say the, the love of money is a root of all evil and the necessity of money has been exploited so that the slave masters can control the slaves.
0: Let me ask you this. There was another article that caught my eye that Visa is going to offer a card that automatically hits your MetaMask exchange and you know converts to fiat. And obviously there's a fee involved they're making, but what do you think about that? So you could take your Visa card in and access your crypto wallet to pay for dinner
1: yeah yeah uh they're trying to find ways to become relevant they're trying to find ways to use systems that get the the mass of humanity to participate in the infrastructures that they own and control mm-hmm. and Metamax is part of the an offshoot of the ethereum network i see there, there are fees there's architecture and there's rails involved it sounds really good mm-hmm. but it's expensive. They control the on-ramps, they control mm-hmm. the off-ramps, they control basically the Ethereum network, so to speak. And so as, as, as juicy sounding and as cool as relevant as that might sound, it's a it's another self-preservation move on their part. Because yeah. you know, think about it, Todd if you wanted, if you understood the way that mod- the value is being changed and how value is going to move around the world. The last place you'd want to be as a shareholder in Visa, Mastercard, because all they do is eat off the fat. Yeah, they eat off that infrastructure. If we're going to collapse all that infrastructure, so payments can go point to point, person to person, without all the NGOs and all the Federal Reserve banking systems and all the players and exchanges and gateways and the processor fee and a dollar twenty plus three percent and all this crap that right. and everybody charges, if we're hollowing that system out. And we are, that's the last stock. Those are the last two stocks I want to own.
0: I agree. Uh, especially after they, you know, I, I know Andrew Tilba at gab and they, they, they took his wife's visa card away, you know, just because they wanted gab gone, you know, the same thing in Russia. They took all, they're not operating in that country. Neither was MasterCard. So, you know, if you, you're screwed, if you don't have it, we
1: have, we, the, the, the social credit score system already employed. If, if you don't like Mike Lindell, you can't buy his pillows. You know, yeah, if, if, yeah. They, if they don't like the Second Amendment, you can't shop at a gun store. We've already got the social credit surveillance, censorship, industrial model.
0: They're just modernizing it.
1: Unless mm-hmm. we disconnect the court and go from AC to DC. If we mm-hmm. can pull this whole fiat Federal Reserve system out, Todd, and plug into a US Treasury asset backed system. Where it's sovereign controlled and sovereign issued and, and asset backed, and not think about the benefits of this, Todd. When we get to a level playing field with asset backed US dollars. And every other country has sovereign currencies that meet an ISO standard, right? Mm-hmm. And they're interoperable, and everybody can see what everybody's doing. Everybody, you know, I'll show you yours if you show me mine, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is completely transparent to everybody else, okay? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Who the hell is going to pay for all the, the 10,000 NGOs around the world?
0: Well, Yeah. I mean, that's, they're printing money to pay for it now.
1: I who's going to fund the UN? Who's going to fund the World Health Organization? Who's going to fund Gabby? Who's going to fund all of these blind, unaccountable, non-governmental organizations that write a rule and say, we have to follow the rules because the CDC says. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a central banking entity that can tax and scrape and, and, and graft our wealth And profit off of endless war fighting, because all you really now have is 195 independent sovereign nations that want to do business with each other. But none of them singularly can profit off of a military industrial complex. If we are to get rid of the central banking cartel network. Then the juice that funds the NGOs goes away.
0: Yeah, simply you just have to have the money if you're going to spend it. You
1: know? And they're going to have to steal it. They're going to have to, have, they're going to have to panhandle for donors to say, George, could you help us start a war with Russia? I mean, where else is the hell is the money going to come from?
0: That's the way it used to work in the old days. Um, let me ask you about Nigeria. They tried to do a central bank digital currency there. And I think I was reading the adoption rate was less than 1%. And it really just juiced all what you're talking about. People went to other options, you know, Ripple, Bitcoin, whatever, to get away from that system and because they didn't trust it and who would want to give your money to joe biden or xi jinping right and, and trust him so um i found that i found that interesting i mean that's a little bit of hopeful unless they i don't know how they would shut down any other options but you know they could try i guess
1: well i mean it goes back to the adage todd that this is not just an american adage i'm from the government mm-hmm. i'm here to help mm-hmm. there's not a there's not a group of people on the planet that believe that Mm-hmm. You know, and now we're led to we're being told, well, we're from the global government. and We're here to help, you know, yeah. we're from the BIS and we're here to. Help. And even the folks in China who know that every three or four years, there's a new fad and then Evergrande will go bankrupt. And you got these ghost villages and you got all these mouths to feed that the CCP is probably the most distrusted entity in all of China. And these people do not want a CBDC run by the CCP. They don't want it, and they don't want it in Nigeria, and we don't want it here. I mean, Catherine Austin Fitz and all the people that are Mm -hmm. screaming about CBDCs, they're a 1,000% correct, but what the media is trying to do and the banking institution is trying to conflate everything and say an asset-backed digital currency or a digital dollar issued by the U.S. Treasury equals a CBDC, Mm -hmm. and it does not. Central bank means a for for profit, privately owned Federal Reserve, which is not federal. There are no reserves. It's headquartered in the city of London. That's a CBDC that's never going to be audited. Yeah, I mean, just like Ron Paul used to say, audit the Fed. It, a, we've never been able to do it, and if we shift over to a CBDC, we sure as shit will never be able to to for audit sure. a CBDC. Yeah. But the U.S. Treasury can issue. U.S. dollars backed by gold and silver in digital form with transparency and accountability and verification thats that it is actually real, that the gold is there. They haven't overprinted. They're not in, doing QE2 or three or four or five. They're not creating inflation. And there's a check and balance because we can inspect what the government's doing to us. If we can see what they're doing and where every penny goes in the government... We'll gain back control as citizens where the government will work for us yeah. instead of us being under their boot.
0: So we have to end it there because uh running out of time, but we're going to have you on several times a month going forward. And tell us about the show real quick.
1: Yeah. Uh, cool. That shows a passion project. I started maybe a year ago. Uh, show. I've got a substack. Uh, rob I'm, I'm active on X.com at cool Show. Uh, Todd is a labor of love it's research my I use my background in in uh, military and banking um, investment research. I sit on a couple of boards from an advisory standpoint. I really understand the geopolitics and how money kind of fuels everything and I'm doing my best. You know, contribution to humanity is to make this make sense. You know, they, the systems that be make us financially ignorant. They make things so complicated, we just give up and say whatever. And then they have their way. And we don't understand what they're doing to us. And we, but we know it's not honest. So we've got to switch to an honest value system instead of a corrupt private profiteering system. And my, my uh, passion is to make these issues kind of tabletop friendly to the average person to understand, you know, follow the money and you'll find the motive. And oftentimes the motive is corrupt. It's, it's dishonest. It's not fully disclosed and it's for ulterior motives that are not in our best interest. And that's, that's what I do.
0: Well, thanks Rob. Uh, The audience will be seeing you again in a few weeks. Thanks very much. Thank you, Todd. Take care.